Welcome back. Thank you. Nice to be back. Did you get jealous that I was sick and so you thought I exactly. was sick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, right, I'm out. getting mine now. <laughs> well done holding down the fort while I was away. Oh, no. Well, look, we've done some great teamwork. There was some big news over the weekend as well, wasn't there? <laughs> Huge news while you were sick. Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift have reportedly broken up. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want her to think I'm, I don't know, obsessing. Over yeah, it, you, even though that's literally all I do 24-7. You want to be saying things out loud to people, but not while they're being recorded. Leave no footprints in the snow. Uh, I did see a very funny tweet about this, though, um, in terms of the breakup. Swifty Fan Union gets their first demands met. This is the power of organised labour. Our <laughs> marks will be proud. <laughs> Which I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> really appreciate it. And also, just really quickly, yesterday, producer Jono and I talked about whether or not we reheat leftovers. What do you think? Yeah, reheat everything. Yuck. Yeah, everything. Everything? Yeah. Well, you and the newsable listeners are... Correct, uh, yes, thank you. Ju- well, well done, team. Okay. Pat yourselves on the back um, for being right. This is not a winning-losing situation. 76 of you said you do reheat, and 24% of you said, yep, you join Team Imogen, and it's cold. Uh, anyway... Let's get to it, shall go we? Go on, kick things off. Welcome back. It's your turn. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. It seems like everyone, everyone, including myself and Emil, are sick at the moment. But are the anecdotes matching up with the official figures? We're also on a mission to find out the best time to work out is the quest for gains. Best accomplished in the morning or the evening. Who would have thought there'd be an inflation silver lining? Well, there is at least one, and chances are you're reaping its rewards. Plus, Apple reveals its first major new product in nearly a decade, but will it catch on? We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. It might seem like everyone you know is sick right now, and you're probably almost right. Yeah, there's a whole heap of nasty bugs sweeping through the country right now, indeed sweeping through the newsable team right now, and they're Mm -hmm. taking us down one by one. Here to chat to us about everything is Medical Director for the Royal College of GPs, Dr Luke Bradford. Kia ora, Dr Luke. Kia ora, Emma. Kia ora, Emil. Luke, how bad is this cold and flu season? As I mentioned before, anecdotally, it just seems like everyone is sick. But is that translating into official data or what you're seeing on the ground? Certainly in terms of severe illness, which is how we really measure it. I think you're absolutely right. There is There are a lot of bugs about, as we'd expect in winter. And I myself have just spent the weekend with COVID and at least five of my surgery team are off today with it as well. Oof. But we're not seeing a huge level of hospitalizations or even in an overrun primary care sector at present uh, and that's partly because of a mix of bugs that is out there it, it is a, a really varied group when you say the mix of bugs what what plays into that i think we got used to everything being covid for a little while but but every winter what we see is an uptick in a group of respiratory viruses so there's influenza and, and that's doing the rounds but it's not actually at the levels it was in late april yet Uh, We've got some COVID going on, which is fairly steady in its numbers. RSV, which is a respiratory syncytial virus that tends to affect small children the worst, is starting to uptick a little bit, especially in the Auckland region. But then we've got rhinovirus and adenovirus, which are your common colds, which have always been there. 
and even some enterovirus, which is that winter vomiting and diarrhea bug, and, and that's going around as well. So there's a whole group of viruses which we expect people to, to fall prey to in winter, but we're not seeing the system overload as yet. Common colds sound a lot more serious when you use the full names, don't they? It well, sounds cooler. <laughs> why, why have we defaulted to calling it a cold when we could be saying I've got the rhinovirus? I've got the rhinovirus, yeah. Emil was sick yesterday. I was sick last week. If we had put garlic into our ears, would that have helped? That's supposed to be a thing, right? Definitely not your ears. There is some there is some evidence for some of the nutritional supplements around delaying or decreasing virus susceptibility, but certainly not in the wrong orifice. Um, so there there is certainly some things, and actually there is some really good stuff you can do around that lifestyle medicine to decrease your susceptibility to bugs around the nutrition and diet, regular exercise, ensuring your sleep levels are right. Stress is a big one when people are highly stressed; their immune system is essentially shut down, and you're much more likely to get bugs. Uh, and then, of course, limiting your toxin intake, so that's alcohol, smoking, vaping. And other drugs. Do, do you think our experience through COVID has changed sensibilities when it comes to how best to prevent illnesses like this, when it comes to things like mask wearing? And, you know, I'm sure that there are some people who are like, well, if the flu outbreak gets bad, maybe we should just go into a mini lockdown. And what I think it's definitely done is made us better at saying, I'm unwell, I shouldn't spread this. Whereas I think before we were like, oh, well, it's only a cold, I'll go to work. Uh, oh, it's a flu, I'll be okay. But then, and, and the chances are the individual was, but of course, then at some point you pass it on to someone who is going to become markedly unwell or, or seriously ill with the same thing. I think that mask wearing in certain settings is sensible in aged residential cares, in hospitals um, and medical centres. And I think if you're immunocompromised, I don't think we're anywhere near another lockdown. And I don't think that that would be um, in anyone's sort of spectrum of management at this stage. Dr Luke, the man who I will always remember, taught me the phrase rhino flu. Thank you so much for your time. Rhino Rhino virus, not flu. Oh, rhino virus. (laughs) (laughs) Dr Luke Bradford, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for... um, Adding some more words to my vocabulary. Oh, you're so welcome, Imogen. You're, Rhinovirus. You're welcome. Not you, Dr. Luke. Rhinovirus. Way cooler than the cold. Here's a sentence I never thought I'd say out loud or that we'd ever say ever here yes. on Newsable. Are you ready? Oh, so shall I oh, say we're it? Saying it together. To? Are we saying it together? Should we do it together? Okay. Three, two, one. There, there could, could be, be a, a silver, silver lining, lining to the, to the cost, cost of living, living crisis. crisis. And be with us. It could, the silver lining, perhaps make it easier to pay off your student loan. Yes. Here to explain this delicate calculus is BNZ Chief Economist Mike Jones with The Pulse. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, guys. Tell us how and why inflation and student loans are best friends from the point of view of someone who has a student loan. Well, I admire the intent to find some silver linings in the cost of living crisis because, you know, high inflation is uh, it's much easier to talk about the, the negative impacts of which there are far more than mm-hmm. potential positives. But yes, I guess the group that perhaps receives the biggest side benefit from, from high inflation tends to be those that have debt. So high inflation tends to erode 
the value of debt. So you can kind of think about it as if you took out some debt, the value of that stays in the past, but you kind of move on and hopefully get some pay rises and experience income growth at or above inflation. And so you're basically repaying that debt with cash that has uh, deteriorated in value. You can kind of follow the logic there. So what you're saying is it's easier in inverted commas to pay off your student loan because it's not making as much of a dent in your own paycheck. So that, that holds true to you know, all kinds of debt. Um, and in New Zealand, as the spin-off recently pointed out, we don't index or inflation index student loans. And so student loans will be eroding with inflation just like any other form of debt. And I guess the, the, the kicker as well is that you know, if you have student loan debt you're, you're not, and you're in New Zealand, you're not paying interest on that. And so that, that's quite important because I guess one of the factors that kind of leans against this whole argument is that in times of high inflation, you generally get higher interest rates too, and we're certainly seeing that at the moment. So you you, you said, you know, we, we like to find silver linings. So can you tell us if there are any other silver linings or benefits to inflation that don't quite get the spotlight they deserve? Any others? Yeah, I mean, it is harder, they are harder to find than, than negatives. One, you know, might be high inflation normally or oftentimes erodes the value of our exchange rate. So, you know, high inflation from a purchasing power perspective might lower the New Zealand dollar's value against some of the other currencies that we deal with. So that's, I guess, you know, not great news if you're about to go on holiday, uh, mm. but it does help out exporters who mm. might get higher or more New Zealand dollars for their foreign currency earnings, or if you've got a stash of pounds or US dollars that you might have been gifted or haven't used, when you bring those back to New Zealand dollars, you'll get more Kiwi dollars for them. And you're telling me that the 20 bucks that I borrowed from my mate Terry back in 2009 and never paid him back, now would probably be a good time to do that? Yeah, it's, it's always a good time to, no, just to pay a debt to me. Now's as good as any. And Mike, we we're also asking the, um, trying to find an answer to a very important question. The best time to exercise, morning or night? When do you work out? I'm, I'm morning. You're a morning? I'm morning. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. Cool. What's the consensus? You have to you have to listen up <laughs> tomorrow morning. I'll email you. Don't okay. worry. Right, I look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Jones with the Pulse. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Emil, are you a morning worker-outerer or a, an evening, afternoony <laughs> after worky I think you, worker-outerer? I think, I think you Do know you the answer to that question, Imogen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Well, you're not person. a morning person, so it's clearly... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the latter half of the day. How about you? I mean, you're a, you're an early bird, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a morning gal, but it's purely because I do um, classes, and so the only times that I can make mm. the classes are, are the morning ones anyway. But it is funny, though, isn't it? Because people fall, like you and I, fall into two very distinct camps, mornings yes. or, or evening. That's right. Mornings and evenings and the question, of course, being, you know, when is the worst time to work out? Uh, we thought that we'd chat to someone who actually knows what they're talking about about this. So Richard Beatty from Exercise NZ is with us now. G'day, Richard. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And yourself? Very well, thank you. Is there a simple answer to this, Richard? One is better than the other, morning versus evening? Well, I, I think if you want the simple version, the answer is yes, but it depends on you. Oh. So there's no universal. Oh. So funnily <laughs> enough, you, you, both of you have identified it. Like, first of all, when can I fit it into my day? Because the reality mm-hmm. is if if you've got uh, either a work life or particularly for many people, of course, you've got other people in your family. So whether you've got, you've got a spouse or potentially children and, you know, not being home at five is just not a viable thing. And so the idea of I could work out after work, but actually that means I'm letting my family down. And so for many people, it's less about the, if you like, the science of what it says, and it's more about when I can fit it into my work, into my work day or my life. Because the reality is we're not trying mm. to win gold medals. And the problem with a lot of the science is this is the optimum. And I'll talk about this. It gives you a 2% advantage. Mm. And that's great when you're trying to run that little bit faster in the marathon and bring it down from 3 hours 35 to you know 3 hours 30 or whatever the, the, the latest uh, numbers would be. But when you're talking about most people, it's about when can I fit regular exercise into my life? What do you think about the idea of mixing it up, Richard? Or do you think it's best to have a routine doing it, you know, in the morning or in the evening? Well, funnily enough, with with this thing, for, for some people, the mixing up is what their body needs, and for right. others, something that's more consistent. And again, this comes back to this personalization approach. Um, the, the key thing is, though, are we talking about one person and what's best for you, or are we talking about the old the language they often use is the, the public health response, or the mm. public message? You know, everyone should eat more vegetables is a general good message. However, you might be eating lots already, and in fact, for you, it's something else. Mm. And what about, so you talk about hit in the morning, work, really yeah. works for some people. Is there a best time to do weight training? I remember years ago, someone was telling me that they found they lifted heavier when they went into the gym in the evening slash afternoon because they'd had the yeah. day to fuel up. Yeah, so again, d- different people will need more fueling. So if you think of someone who's, who's a lighter build, generally their ability to take huge amounts of load in short periods if they haven't fueled up will be less. Mm. Um, certainly, again, as a generic message, it is uh, generally there's a there's a nice little peak um, uh, later in the afternoon. But again, there's also, we all know this after lunch, you get that kind of dip as well. But if you're talking about, again, are we talking about winning gold medals or are we talking about trying to be active? And so from, I would always say that being active is the most important thing. Listen to your body, a, uh, a good message to take home and applicable to many walks of life, I think. Richard Betty, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You're most welcome. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tad to you about Dr. Journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. No, that, I think Chris, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Have you uh, have you seen this new Apple? Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a virtual reality headset, but more. Right? It's like it's like Balenciaga got into snorkeling. 
I don't think we like Balenciaga anymore, though. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we can't reference them to make fun of Apple's new virtual okay. reality product, though, right? Fair. Uh, yeah, weird. Um, so it's a it's a VR headset, but yeah. more. It's kind of like being able to use your lappy and an iPad and your cell phone, but via ski goggles. Ski goggles. Big old ski goggles. Yeah, they look. I mean, it's hard to design a product like this and for it not to look kind of lame, and and it does, but it could look worse. You can see me right now. It's kind of like. Like that, eh? Yeah. I just pulled my headphones you down. You did. Yeah. You kind of, you looked a little bit like um, uh, Cyclops from X-Men just then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It worked for you. This is going to be the best VR headset there is. There's nothing <laughs> like this at all. I don't, do you know Do you know enough to confirm or I've deny? never used one before. Nah. I um, always thought of them as um, like playing a PlayStation game or like doing fun stuff. Rather than this one looks like you can do work. See, the thing is, uh, I'm actually, people are mocking this on the internet because of course they are, because it's fun and, Mm. you know, um, it's fun to make fun of Apple. But I think they could be kind of cool when it comes to entertainment, like video games and and, and, in certain kinds of movies, you know? Like, I am, I am kind of like, well, yeah, that, that would be awesome. There was, um, though, <laughs> I lost the plot at this photo I saw uh, in the promo stuff for it. And it's just like a woman chilling <laughs> on the couch <laughs> talking to <Yeah>. someone, <laughs> wearing them. And because they have this feature that if you come into contact with someone, uh, it will produce like an AI image of yeah, your eyes. Yeah. Like it won't project your eyes. It, it scanned your eyes when you first set it up and it like puts like a little movie of your your eyes, and it was just this image of this chick sitting yeah. on the couch, beaming with these fake eye eyes coming through these ski gogs. Just freaks me out a bit. So further isolate yourself from your family with Apple. Just bizarre. Mm. Also a cheeky 5,000-odd New Zealand mm. dollars. Um, but they do come out next year, so it might be, you know, if you're a fan of the old VR, could be time to start putting some money in the kitty. Yeah, and any uh, Apple PR representatives listening to this who are um, keen to get the product out and about and into the world ahead of time, mm. uh, we would need to. We would need to. And we're not good at sharing. Stuff.co.nz is the place to get in touch. Uh, but that is Newsball for today. <laughs> I'm Emil Donovan. Time Imogen Wells. You can follow us on social media to stay up to date on new episodes, behind the scenes content, and all things newsable. You can find us on Insta and TikTok. Just search Newsable NZ. Or you can just hit us up directly if you're old fashioned. Email us newsable at stuff.co.nz. Have a great day. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.